Hey, welcome to the Living Hope Parent Gathering podcast. The Parent Gathering is a weekly meeting of parents who are being trained for family discipleship through instruction and small group discussion. Listen now as we share with you what we taught students and children this past Sunday morning. Um, this morning, um, your children are looking at um, 1 Samuel 13. This is one of those passages um, that, that God really shows us something um, about his, his nature. So set this in, in context. So after Israel had wandered in the wilderness, they conquered the promised land. They, they are in the promised land. They weren't quite able to drive out all of the Canaanites. Um, and they have different judges who, who lead them. And God continues to say, look, I'm to be your leader. I'm to be your king. And they look around and they say, look, we want a human king. Everybody else has a human king. We want a human king. How come we can't have a human king like, like everybody else has? And maybe this sounds something like happens in our own hearts or happens in your home as your kids come home and they say, but mom, so-and-so has one. And so they they all have one. I need one too. In our house, it started with the phone. But mom, everybody has a smartphone. Everybody, like my friend has the new one. I need one. I, they have it, so I need it. And so Israel did that. They said, they have a king. How come we can't have a king? Where's our king? So God gives them a king. Um, Saul was their first king. He looked the part. He was a head taller than everyone else. He was a great warrior, but his heart was often far from, from God. And so in, in 1 Samuel, uh, the first king learns a valuable lesson that applies to all of us. This is what we're going to talk about this morning, and your children will talk about it. Our actions have consequences, good and bad. This morning we're going to look at an instance in which Saul does not obey God and there are some consequences. But you can have this conversation with your children, look, this is a good thing or this is a bad thing. And the difference is up to you in how you engage. If you obey God, there's good consequences. If you disobey God, there's good consequences. You can even say it for your children, look, if you obey what I tell you to do, there's good consequences. We say things at home like, look, if we all get our chores done, then we have the free time to do the things we want to do. If you don't, then I spend my time doing what you were supposed to have done, and then we can't do the thing that you really want to do. So there's good consequences, and there's bad consequences. And so we we look at that, and so 1 Samuel 13, um, verse 8, it says, He waited seven days, the time appointed by Samuel. Samuel did not come to Gilgal and, and the people were, were scattering. I'm sorry, let me back up. So to verse, to verse 5. So the Philistines were mustered in a fight with Israel. 13,000 chariots and 6,000 horsemen and troops like the sand and the multitude of the seashore. They came up and encamped at mismatch to the east of Ahaven. And when the men of Israel saw that they were in trouble and the people hid themselves in caves and rocks and cisterns and some of the Hebrews crossed the fjords of the Jordan to the land of, of Gad and Gilead. And so Samuel is to come to make the sacrifice. Saul knew, look, I can't take on this army without the approval of the Lord. And Samuel says, look, I'm going I'm to come. 
And so we get to verse 8, and he had waited seven days, the time appointed by Samuel, but Samuel did not come, and the people were scattering, and the people were, were discouraged, and they're running in all these different ways. And Saul does what we do sometimes as parents. He freaks out. Right? There were moments where we're like, oh my goodness. this is." And so he's like, I know Samuel is supposed to do the offering. I know that I need to have the approval of the Lord. I know that this, this needs to happen. And he said he would be here. He's not here. So I'm going to do what I need to do. And so he says, bring the burnt offering to me and the peace offerings. And he offered the burnt offerings. Saul did not stay in his lane. He did not fulfill his duty. He did not do what he was supposed to do. His role was to lead the army into battle. His role was to be obedient to what God was telling him to do. His role was to obey God's commands and work with Samuel, who would call on the voice of God. Instead, Saul goes to the place where he has no business going. He orders the offering materials and makes the sacrifice himself. The next line is, is interesting. Verse 10. As soon as he had finished the offering the burnt sacrifice, behold, Samuel came in. Saul went out to greet him. And Saul says, what have you done? You, you, you may think of some of these moments in your own in your own life, with your children, and you're like, what, what did you do? Okay, you, you, you know that you're not supposed to do this. You, I told you that I was coming to offer the sacrifice. I'm here. What did you just do? It's clear that the sacrifice has been offered. What did you do? He had become impatient. So Saul begins to make excuses and he complains, look, Samuel, the other army is really strong. They're stronger than us. They have better weapons than us. We, our guys are going into battle with tools. They're coming with swords and spears. I've got a dude on the end who's got a shovel, and the guy over here has like a, like a, a, a sickle. That's what we're going into battle with. They're getting afraid. They're running away. And, and the sacrifice needed to be offered because we need the Lord's help. Samuel's like, I know all of that. I'm here to do it. He makes excuses for his disobedience. How often... Do your children make excuses for their, for their disobedience? How, let's get more personal. How often do we make excuses for our own disobedience? Um, I, I, I was late to work, so I had to speed, officer. Um, I was really stressed out at work, and my kids were not doing what they were supposed to be doing. So yeah, I probably yelled at all of them and I might have thrown some things and I probably said things that I shouldn't have said. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's not my fault. See, I have this deadline at work and, and I didn't really have the time to do it. And so yeah, I kind of took a shortcut. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I know that, it, that you've told me specifically not to do it and I did, but, but, because, but there's these reasons, right? We can, we can make excuses and we can justify anything that we want. And each action has a, has a consequence. And so we ask the question, what's the, the consequence? When we obey God, 
the consequence. And it's a funny word to use here because we don't think of consequences as positive. But when we obey him, the consequence is the blessing and the provision of God. When we disobey God, the consequence is the discipline of God. For, for, for us as, as, as believers, we, we're still going to go to heaven. We're still going to be part of God's family. But we will not enjoy the temporal enjoyment of that destiny. When your child needs discipline, he is still your child, but he does not enjoy the process of being your child at that moment because he needs to undergo some discipline. And this happened for Saul. Verse 13. And Saul said to, to Samuel said to Saul, You have done foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God with which he has commanded you. For the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever, but your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart, and the Lord shall command him to be the prince over his people because he has because you have not kept the commandment of the Lord. The line of the kings of Israel, when we talk about the kings of Israel, who do we start with? Who do we say, oh yeah, the kings of Israel going back to whom? We always go back to David, right? Right, we're like David, David's line, the line of David leading to the Messiah. Why do we skip Saul? Because Saul was disobedient, Saul didn't follow through, and so Samuel says, look, the line of, of the kings of Israel is going to start with David. He says, um, because you have not kept the commandments, he's going to go on and say he's going to establish someone who will obey me, who will follow his commands. Saul was not willing to walk in in God's ways. And so he faced the consequences of his disobedience to the Lord. In your family, aside from your, your child coming to accept Jesus as Savior, learning to walk in obedience is an essential part of discipleship. Because if we cannot obey Jesus, we have to ask the question, do we really love Jesus? And if, if I can't obey him, then the question is that I don't know him, then, then I may not even understand who he is. And so this need to, to walk in obedience is huge and it's a lifelong mission is it not this this battle that we have to continue to to submit to the work of the holy spirit so that we might love the lord our god with all our hearts all our soul all our mind a couple tips for you um talk about the obedience of the, the, the talk about the benefits of obedience to god and the pain of disobedience each of us have experienced some blessings in obeying God. Talk about those things. And also talk about the, the, the difficulty when we, when we don't obey the Lord our God, the, the struggles that come with disobedience. Share some current examples. So talk about with kids as, as an appropriate age. Like, hey, you know what? I didn't obey God in this situation. And it was difficult for me. And this is the consequences that I, that I, that I dealt with. So also, uh, pray together about our need for the Holy Spirit's help to obey His commands. It's not a natural thing for us to obey. What's natural for us is to go our way and do our thing. But help Him understand the, the need for the Holy Spirit's help and pray together about that. 
And then lastly, model and instruct your children in creating structures that encourage them to obey God. You know, we, we leave a little bit early so that when we get caught at the traffic light for the fourth time, we don't have to speed and disobey the traffic laws and put ourselves in danger by leaving three minutes early. We, we go to bed on time so that we're not super tired and extra grumpy and, and are tempted by things that we are often tempted by when we're tired and it's late. So we, we create a structure. You know, mom and dad don't have a, a bedtime, but we set our own bedtime. And this is why, because it helps us be who God's calling us to be. So talk to them about how those, how those things work. Um, talk about the, the, the ways of accountability that you've, that you've set up in your life so that they can understand what it means to, to obey. Thanks for listening to the Parent Gathering Podcast. We invite you to join us at 9.30 on Sunday mornings in the Rec Center, where we will have opportunities for discussion among other parents. For more information about Living Hope Next Gen Ministries, go to livehopeful.com.